Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It's as if the New York Times was desperate to outdo itself. Why in the world should we have a Memorial Day where we remember those who died serving their country when we can just push a new narrative out? Well, it's the same old narrative. Trump is guilty, not guilty of little things like, I don't know, obstruction of Congress, big things like the death of 100,000 Americans. That's the New York Times headline. Have you seen it? New York Times put out a headline that's criminally insane. U.S. deaths near 100,000, an incalculable loss. They were not simply names on a list. They were us, writes the New York Times. And it proceeds to list 1,000 people on their front page. No photos, no images, nothing else. Just this of columns of 1,000 people. Now, if you know anything about narrative at all, you understand that the plan here was for the New York Times to use people who died of coronavirus as a prop, a prop to move the narrative. Does anyone actually doubt that when you see one, two, three, four, five, six columns of names of people who have died from coronavirus, does anybody doubt that this isn't anything more than a conceptual art piece? That's saying, look, look at all the people Trump killed. Do we get to look at Governor Andrew Cuomo? I mean, if we want to look at problems from coronavirus in response to coronavirus, that is fine. Anybody who says otherwise is nuts. Of course we should be taking a look at coronavirus response and failures everywhere. The FDA, the CDC, we should notice that big government can't save you. Also notice that state governments can't save you because Andrew Cuomo's policies killed people and Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan's policies killed people and Ron DeSantis' policies in Florida actually saved lives. But that's not how it's talked about. That's not how it's discussed. DeSantis, Kemp of Georgia, they're the villains. Cuomo, Whitmer, they're the heroes. As Evan Sayet discusses, it's not that they are wrong. These uh, leftists, these media savages, they're as wrong as wrong can be. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. I saw that New York Times headline. I, I saw the story, and I just turned off my phone and said, okay, we're done here. I didn't pick up anything for for hours just wafted through my head that this is how the New York Times is going to spend their weekend. Now, we've discussed narrative before. I don't think I've ever defined it. Narrative uh, is the story pushed and perpetuated by American media, culture, elite, and academia to ridicule, reduce, and or remove their cultural and political foes. I have got more and more proof on this. We're going to be digging in in multiple ways so you can get, we can all be on the same page. You can get the true understanding of how many things you see in the most innocuous places and ways that are pushing narrative. The argument should be, or the conversation, better than argument, 
should be, what have we done wrong? What have we done right? Where must we improve? And how do we improve there? That is not a partisan conversation. That is a valuable one. What we see from media is narrative. Noah Rothman writing at Commentary Magazine. Narrative journalism is all the rage in part because it's a smart business strategy. As the abstract of one 2019 study explains, views on the promises of narrative journalism stress its supposed positive influence on audience engagement and appreciation. An asset of increasing importance in light of the current crisis in journalism that is characterized by declining newspaper circulation. Now, the problem with that study is that business strategy is not set forth on an economic platform, but from an ideological one. It is that ideological platform that creates the problem in journalism to begin with. The current crisis in journalism, the study talks about, a declining newspaper circulation is not a crisis. That is a change of technology and a change in regarding all the places now one can get news. The lack of faith in those newspapers comes from the inability to actually engage the story properly and engage in news. Engaging in narrative, the idea that it will get you clicks might be true in a small sense, but is not true in an overall sense when everybody else is also fighting for clicks. But stories that give us information will always be valuable. But value is different to different people. What I see as valuable and what you see as valuable are two different things. And what we see as valuable and what they see as valuable is two different things. And the New York Times thought it was valuable to put U.S. deaths near 100,000 in incalculable loss and list 1,000 people who have died from coronavirus, except they didn't do it. The sixth name on the list, because people started looking at it. The sixth name on the list was a young man. So people took a look and said, huh, young man, 20s, wow. Uh, he was murdered. An autopsy has ruled that the death of Jordan Haynes is a homicide. His body was found in a vehicle in a wooded area off I-380 on March 12th. Details regarding the homicide aren't being released. But he was the third, na- the sixth name listed in this New York Times piece. How could you trust it? It's not news. It's a narrative. It's meant to destroy Trump. But what it really does is destroy us. We are the unintended target, but perhaps the intended target. That's the New York Times. Stop thinking of it as somehow the blast bastion of great journalism. There is nothing great about it.